0: I think Noor is still here. G, still here? MashaAllah. Uh, I ask both of you. What's your What was your favorite ayah in this surah? I want this juice. Either of you? Well, um, for me, would be the whole ruku of Inna uh, fi um, I think Idris probably has the same answer. Why? Well, because I can enjoy reading it. Enjoy reading it, and it's a lot of duas, you know. You can make. Uh, so right now, are you are you are you, are you um, reading Quran for for your in San Antonio as well for your masjid? G. And at night time for tarawih. Ji. MashaAllah, yourself. How about you? Doing the same. Allah bless both of you. For those I don't know, one one of our students on the right is Nurul Huda, and the other one on the left is this Allah bless both of you. Is that your favorite ayah too or you have something else in mind? Me? Yeah. No, same exact thing. Same one? I love that Ruku, yeah. Okay, mashallah. Yeah, we gotta dig deeper though. We gotta find different Rukus. every <laughs> time. We'll have a short reminder, inshallah, for all of those that are watching. Inshallah, you can benefit. And um, hopefully take, some, take a short lesson. In the fourth juz, there are many themes and there are many stories, but we will try to focus on one specific verse that inshallah we can take um, a lesson from and hopefully benefit from as well. Uh, Just generally in this juz, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the fourth juz, in the first one we talked about Islam, in the second one we talked about Iman, in the third juz we spoke about uh, the completion of Iman, uh, آمن الرسول بما أنزل إليه من ربه والمؤمنون now comes the challenge. Now comes the challenge. And therefore, in the fourth verse, Allah speaks about the battle of Badr and the battle of Uhud. They speak about both. Because after your Iman has been has been clarified in front of people, now there's a difference between us in Ahl Kitab and Munafiqoon. Now comes the challenge. Now comes the battle of Badr and the battle of Uhud and so on and so forth. But I won't speak about that. I'm ho- I'm hoping that inshallah, tonight when they have their session, they'll speak about it because that's a lengthier discussion. I will speak about a specific ayah, which is uh, ayah 134 of Surah Ali Imran. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the qualities of those that have fear and who have God consciousness in their heart. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, that rush towards the mercy of your Lord. wal In your Jannah, the vastness of which is bigger than the earth and the heavens. So number one, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala related or, or referred our Jannah to Allah's mercy. And this is very straightforward, that in order for us to reach into Jannah, we need to have the mercy of Allah on our side. Where Ibn Qayyim Rahimullah says that three things have to happen correctly in order for us to reach Jannah. Number one, we need to have a'mal. We need to have action. We can't just we can't just rely upon oh, David, Allah will forgive me. Of course Allah will forgive me. But the source of Allah's forgiveness is that we have to have actions. We have to have a'mal. Therefore Allah says, allati bima kuntum That this Jannah I have. I have secured and preserved for you because of your actions. Salamuna that peace be upon you for the patience that you that you exercise throughout your life by fulfilling good deeds. Then through your good actions and through our good actions, the next step is the shafa'a of the Prophet. وسلم, where the Prophet himself stands up for us and intercedes for us. And that intercession leads towards Allah's mercy. And the mercy of Allah then grants us Jannah. So all three of these things have to happen on top of each other in a sequence in order for us to get Jannah. But the goal is to get Allah's mercy. Because the Prophet says, no one will enter Jannah except in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there are stories about that, but we won't go into that. The next part is that the mercy of Allah leads to Jannah. Lil <inaudible> It was prepared. It was, it was decorated. It was... It was was made for the mutaqoon. Going back to the first verse of Surah Baqra, this is for the people that have taqwa in their life. Who are the people that have taqwa in their life? Uh, Omar said, Taqwa is a person who is, is like a person who is walking on a pathway and there's thorns around him and he holds his clothes together. All of his clothes and his garments, so they don't get pricked by the thorns. There are many definitions of taqwa, but just generally it comes from the root letters of wiqaya, which means to create a barrier between you and that which makes Allah unhappy with us. So, nonetheless, who Allah describes in the next verse who the people of taqwa are. Number one, they are those individuals who spend in the path of Allah and spend on people in times of ease and in times of difficulty. That is the most general translation of this first part. That they spend when it's easy for them and they spend when it's difficult for them. Your brothers and sisters, every single time we open up the Qur'an and we find stories of those that spent in the path of Allah, there are stories of those individuals where it was difficult for them to spend. But yet they spent in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like the story of Ali anhu and Fatima in Surah Al-Dahar where three days in a row they were fasting and every single day before they broke their fast, Someone would knock on the door and they would ask for money or for food. And they would take all that food that they had for their fast, for breaking their fast. And they would give it up to that person knocking on the door. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed for them, that these are people, that they give their money and their food despite them having a need towards it. So number one, spending in the path of Allah, in times of ease, and in times of difficulty. A Sahaba once asked the Prophet, the afdul, afdul, What is the best charity? And the Prophet responded by saying, wa anta sahihun wa That The best charity is when you are healthy and you want your money. And you, you desire wealth and you fear poverty. And you spend. That's one definition of Sarra and Darra. Others say, Sarra means spending on your family. And Darra means spending on people you don't like. So that they can that love can enter their hearts for you. It's very interesting. Spending on people who don't like you, by spending on them, they'll start to like you and they'll start to appreciate you. And that's what the Prophet did. And many And when he was looking towards the camels, the Prophet said, do You like these camels? And Safaine al- Umayyah said, Ya Rasulullah, I like it. And the Prophet said, take all of it. And that's what brought Iman into his heart. So nonetheless, spending on our families and spending on our, our enemies. The next part of this ayah is, Those individuals who swallow their anger. Those individuals who swallow their anger. Kadhma um, is a very interesting word. Kadhma actually refers to how Imam Fakhuddin al-Razi says, Kadhma refers to a person, regardless of which negative emotion he is hoarding inside of his or her heart, they don't they don't expose it. Therefore, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when describing Ya'qub Salam He says, The same word is used, kadhim. That his eyes went blind and he was kadhim. And the, the, the definition of kadhim is he chose, he tried his best and he chose not to expose his inner his inner sadness and grief to other people. But rather, he said, فصبر, فصبر المستعان, Allah will help me. In the Ma'ashku Allah, I refer all of my complaints to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So means a person at the rage of anger is able to swallow their anger and not even expose their emotions on their face. This is this is awesome. This is unbelievable. Right? Actually refers to I give the example, I give this example quite often to our students. In Miftah In in Michigan Islam Institute Where Kavama actually refers to When a person goes to someone's house And they're offered food Or they're eating something And they don't enjoy it But the guest is what The host is watching them eat Right For example I don't eat fish Right And if someone puts fish in front of me And that's all that's there Well I have to eat it now So if I Eat that food I'm not enjoying it But I also don't want the host To know that I'm not enjoying it So I I just swallow the food So when I swallow it and I don't chew and bite on it. The taste that I am that the taste of that food and my uh, lack of enjoyment of it won't be shown on my face. Rather, I just swallow the food. Well, Kathy means just swallow the food, don't worry about just swallow your anger. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rewards you for it. There's a beautiful hadith by the Prophet where he says, that a person who swallows their anger when they have the ability to expose their anger, not when they don't have it. When when a boss has it in, in front of his employee, when in when when uh when a, uh, a an older uh person in the family has it has it to to a person which is inferior or younger, and so on and so forth. And they swallow their anger. That's when Allah says, "That's ghayb." They swallowed it, and ghayb is one step higher than ghazab, Where It's it's burning you up inside, but yet you swallow it, and you 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 contain it, and you own it. And that is a beautiful, uh, uh, this, that is a beautiful sunnah for us to implement into our life. Another hadith that refers to this, where the Prophet says, "Whosoever swallows their anger, they can enter into the doors of Jannah, however they wish." O kima qal, the next part of this ayah is The third part is that there are people who don't just swallow their anger and hold it in their heart and say, yeah, man, I don't like this guy. But rather they forgive people. They forgive them. And A'afu is, is a quality that we share with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even though Allah is is, the, is at the epitome of it, afina means it refers to Allah It means that you forgive someone Without them deserving your forgiveness, uh, we Allah forgives us without us being deserving of Allah's forgiveness. what So, means forgive those even though they may not deserve it, but just forgive them, right? It's okay. And this is the quality that Allah highlights for the Prophet saying that that is because of your mercy and compassion towards him, and, and because of this. All of your companions love you because you're kind to them and you're loving towards them. But don't just don't just swallow your anger, forgive them. Right? And this is a beautiful narration that comes on this ayah where Hassan al basri says, that when it's the day of judgment when it's the day of judgment, every single person will be on their knees. They'll be stuck, they won't be able to move, they will be stuck on their they will be their, their knees will be planted into the ground. And when this happens, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make an announcement. And the announcement will be, من كان أجره على الله فليدخل الجنة. That whosoever wants to, whosoever has their reward with Allah, enter Jannah. And his students asked him, who are those that have their reward with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And he responded by saying, Whosoever forgives, and rectifies, Allah is preserving their reward, and Allah finishes the ayah by saying, "Allah muhsinin." That Allah loves those who excel. Not only do they forgive, but they go give them a gift. They do something nice to them. The Prophet explains to us that Siratul rahim and being kind to someone is not good to us. We do good back to them, but rather, if they wrong us, we still do good to them. And if they speak negative of us, we still try to clean our hearts of the uh, of any form of animosity and hatred towards them. And this ayah summarizes the quality of the muttaqun. One point that I found interesting is when Allah was describing the muttaqun that He has prepared for them Jannah. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala does not speak about any salat or zakat or sadaqah. Sorry, any zakat or or, or or salat or siyam. But rather, He refers to the qualities and characteristics that we have in dealing with people. Number one, they spend. Number two, they don't show their anger and they don't show their emotions. (sighs) Those faces and those noises. And Allah says, You don't show those things. Those people that show that, that's a sign of a very arrogant person. And the third thing is, They forgive without the need of forgiving. And rather, they don't stop at forgiveness they move one step beyond that and they do ihsan and they excel by giving them a gift or saying something nice about them behind their back. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us amongst these four, give us these four qualities and make us amongst the muttaqoon. khair. Wa alhamdulillah rabbil May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless all of you. Someone's tapping from Miftah and um, who's that, you know, is that you? Huh? Is that you? G. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, I'm not typing. So, JazakAllah for joining everyone. May Allah bless you all. Uh, and uh, hopefully we'll see you all tomorrow. If you haven't um, started joining um, this 2 p.m. session um, with consistency, please try to continue joining. And we start at 2 p.m. sharp. Uh, make sure you join. Inshallah, share the word. Uh, we have these two beautiful students reciting Quran for us. Inshallah, they will be scholars in a few years. And they'll be giving their own lectures inshallah. Uh, one is Nurul Huda, and Idris. Everyone keeps asking who what their names are. Like, who cares what their names are? Don't <laughs> I, don't I don't know about who they are, right? That's not that's not that's not that's not important. <laughs> but yes, um, Nurul Huda from from um, Houston, who's been in our school for about five years and Idris from Dallas, who's been here for four years, and they're both at home. Uh, one actually is in San Antonio, and his masjid, he leads Tarawih, and, and Idris is at home with his family, uh, and I'm, I'm sure he's enjoying his time. So JazakAllah Khair for joining us. Uh, inshallah, we'll see you both tomorrow. assalamu alaikum wa Yes, please spread the word and share the, share the message. Assalamu alaikum wa